And I think when you look back on the long term, like if you look back five years ago, you know, you see how much growth you've made. But in the micro, it's it feels like a dip, like a dip. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey, if you're tuning back in, I'm kicking it with my friend, Chase Fairchild. I almost said face chair child. I know, I love that. Oh gosh. Chase Fairchild with Bolt Marketing here in Lexington, Kentucky. Chase is, he's just a goofball. We're, we're laughing in between cuts, I promise you that. But we're talking about marketing. Chase is a very gifted storyteller. He's also very, very funny. And one of the things he does well is he helps relate marketing to all types of people and businesses. So in this little series, we're going to be talking about four main topics with marketing. First one was getting back to the basics. It's very easy to get lost in the sauce and overcomplicate things. Chase talked about two things in particular from the last episode. One, if you confuse, you lose. Thanks, Don Miller, down in Nashville with StoryBrand. That's so crucial. And then secondly, have an objective. I know here with our team at Awesome Inc., we talk quite a bit about beginning with the end in mind, thanks to the book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly, it's either Effective or uh, Successful People. It's Effective. Effective, okay. Effective People by Stephen Covey. So try something as you are going to a goal. Don't just throw mud at a wall and see what sticks per se. So if you want to accomplish, you know, how to talk with a specific demographic, narrow that down and then try one step at a time. So good stuff. And now we're going to be talking about personal creativity. Insert the Disney fanfare, the villainous laugh, my, my favorite. Uh, Chase, there's so much we're going to talk about. And again, with, with marketing, we're talking about relationships. So Chase, right off the bat, how do you create relationships with marketing? Well, I think about if you look at like how the, uh, it happens as a whole, like obviously like you're working off of a MacBook right now. Like we have a, you have a loyalty to Mac. Do you have an iPhone? I do. I have an Apple watch. I have AirPods. They own me. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, I think the thing is we, we make connections with brands and sometimes we have very limited options, like maybe with what internet provider we use, not going to name names. But, uh, Spectronet. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, you said it. No, I said Spectronet. Oh, Spectronet. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I threw you off there. Anyways, wireless worldwide. Who <laughs> yeah. knows? Yeah, I, prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. All right, all right create relationships with marketing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we 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 were we latch on to brands that we have an affinity for. You know, I think, um, or we want to be like. So we, we either have a nostalgia or an aspirational uh, mentality when we engage with people, or functional. There's a, I mean, there's a, and there's more ways we do it. But I think about those three a lot. You know, something nostalgic like, um, you know, your friend who has the vintage Disney deal. That's all based on nostalgia, maybe some fashion. Um, but then you have your functional stuff like, oh, yeah, like I love my I love my KitchenAid because it's whatever. It's, it's reliable, kitchen. you know, it's like it's the only other option. I couldn't name another mixer. And then, you know, the more aspirational stuff like the wilderness piece that we talked about, like. I want to be that kind of person. I'm not that kind of person. Um, so I want to, I want to get to, it's cool branding. It's great video. It's great. Like I, so the relationship is, is forced through time. You know, a lot of people say that it takes between like seven to nine touches with a brand before that people make a decision. So it's really all about building relationships. 
Um, like I, I think I said this on the first episode was, you know, marketing has the more marketing misses the mark is prioritizing transaction, like transactional over relational. And so I think for brands to build relationships well with their audience is it's to, to be value-based, to give value um, when there's nothing to ask for in return. Yeah. Um, and to see yourself as, as an expert in your field and to talk about the lifestyle that, that you're, you're working with. So, you know, Patagonia, for example, you know, they're like an outdoor wear company. Ever heard of them? <laughs> Ever heard of them? I, I don't know if you have, they're like a, they're like a little uh, mountain range down South. <laughs> <laughs> Super little. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now they're getting into like camp, camp food, like dehydrated salmon and stuff. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but you would never think that like a, like a clothing company would make food. So, you know, um, I just heard that Yeti's going into, um, they're going into some new industry. I mean, well, Yeti started off as coolers. Mm-hmm. Now they're hats. Uh, and then they're PFGs and chocos. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I don't know. I don't know what they're getting into. They're getting into some new industry. Uh, I wish I would have known. It would have really buttoned it up. But uh, you're going to look it up? I am. The suspense is killing me. Portable power station. Is that what it is? Maybe. Okay. Still not that's, a cooler. That's what DuckDuckGo came up with. Still not a cooler. Yeah. So, you know, you, as you like start to build the brand out, you have new opportunities. You start with the cooler, but then your merchandise becomes one of your primary mm-hmm. profit, you know, puppies. Um, that's a Snacks Daily reference right there. Uh, <laughs> profit puppy. I love that. Um, but you they didn't set out to go be a hat company or generator company or koozie company they they start off with coolers um and so that relationship is being built and it's evolving um and you have people who have been loyal to that brand since day one yeah so i think um time and value combines you know like consistency with value providing value consistently over time will build a relationship with whether as you and i every time we get together you add value to me i add value to you we have a good time we have a shared experience I'm just going to stop you. Did you hear that? Chase said I had value to him. This is big day for me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, but I do want that on a t-shirt. Okay, deal. Time and consistency add value. You know, it's, it's, how, it's how brands build relationships with people the same way people build relationships with people. But time and trust. Going literally right off that, something that we talked about with, with brands and actually with you in particular, when we had lunch a month ago, is you're, you're talking about the difference between personal brand and company brand. So I know you run a company, Bolt, ouch, not Lightning Bolt, shock me, <laughs> uh, bad joke. But how, how, how do you, you vary the importance of having a distinction between your personal brand, you know, as Chase Fairchild, and then a company brand with Bolt? A lot of times I feel like my temptation has been to hide behind the company brand. And, you know, it's a risk to, to, to go out and to write or to talk on something like this or to you know, take a stance because, you know, that's, it's a risk. You're being vulnerable. You're opening yourself up to critique. Um, and you know, it, 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 it's, it's difficult. So it's really easy to hide behind the company brand and be able to say, Oh, that's, it's the company. That's the company. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that as the world becomes more connected and we live in a more digital reality post COVID and, um, you know, the personal brand is the new, the, is know. the new move. It's, it's, it's the, yeah. orange is the new black. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> there's a guy down in Atlanta named Casey Graham. who has this, uh, 
saying he says the personal brand is the new 401k. Yeah. So, you know, it's not the it's not the case anymore where you graduate from college and go work at GM for 50 years. It doesn't exist anymore. You know, people are people are treating jobs like your first girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that rude? <laughs> Maybe I should cut that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? I don't even know what you mean by that. <laughs> Me neither. It's, just, it's what came to mind. Uh, I like that. Don't cut that. My first girlfriend was probably great. <laughs> my first girlfriend, I was is in middle school, and she, and I, uh, she broke up with me because uh, I wouldn't acknowledge her when I was around my friends. I, I think w- I think it's everybody's first girlfriend. I went and hold hands with her, and I went to school on a Monday, and uh, and I had like been like in love with this girl. I like I was in love with her. And uh, she came over to my house. This is a big deal with some like for a small group of friends. And I was so shy. I was like, once I had, like once I had like taken it to the end zone, say I'm you know she's my girlfriend, made it official. I was afraid of her. I was like, uh, I don't know what to do. That's a Saturday. On Monday, I go to my locker, open it up, and like a whole notebook falls out of letters. Chase, you were. A great friend. Oh, but dang, burn. I don't think you should be my boyfriend. Perfect. Well, going back to. You can cut that if you want. <laughs> no, I, I think it's funny. Just don't hate me because I made a bad joke. Okay. So we talked about <clears throat> brand. I think one of the main things is taking that risk. And we mentioned my buddy, actually, not yet, not my buddy yet, uh, Jack Butcher, mm-hmm. he, his personal brand and how he's yeah. blown up. So what does, for you, Chase, what does the process look like for creating quality content? So I know you post a lot on LinkedIn. You've moved away from Instagram. What is what's what is the risk association with creating quality? Man, you know, I there's a lot of better people to ask than me in the sense of that sort of stuff. Humble, I, just, I note that. That's good. No, I just I just know that like I gotta find the right place for me because I'm not really like um you know, I'm more of a uh, you know, a I, I troll people on Instagram and Facebook and I do things out of irony and uh that makes me laugh. Um, because I, people take themselves too seriously and, you know, I was actually just going to ask you, is that okay to make yourself laugh with your work? Yeah. I make myself laugh at the comments I leave on things. You know, it's stupid. Like I just do it for me though. Cause I think it's hilarious. Like people are like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even, I can't think of an example, but you know, but when it comes to like being serious, I don't feel like I answered the last question. The girlfriend thing got us on a tangent. Yeah. Uh, brand versus personal brand versus company brand. It's really easy to hide behind the company brand. Cause when you say, when it's Garrett, you know, like there's no awesome ink to be like, to kind of like hide under, you know? And when Chase is talking, there's really, is not necessarily a bolt to be, it's not the bolt blog. It's like Chase's thoughts on this. And so there's something scary and kind of getting over that hump and knowing there's going to be haters who talk about, you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh man, if you don't do, don't have haters, you got nobody talking about you. Like that's, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that people are going to disagree with you. But um, in the long run, I believe that it's a worthy investment because you're all, you know, whether you stay at the job you're at forever, or if you own the company, you could sell it one day. You know, you're always going to have a brand, you know, a personal brand is going to go with you wherever you go. There's a guy down in Atlanta named Casey Graham who says the brand is your personal brand is the new 401k. Um, you're ex- thinking about your experience as like a, as like a story and as like a portfolio um, and saying, this is the, this fits the chase brand. This fits the Garrett brand. Um, and so I think when it leads, when it comes to deciding what that is, just talks about like, what is something you could talk about 
without any preparation on stuff? What is something that you could talk about for days and days and days that you're interested in? Who do you want to be? Are you a, you sarcastic? Are you spiritual? Are you serious? Are you, you know, trolling people on Instagram, you trolling people on Instagram? <laughs> like what's the brand? Yeah. Um, and, and just like you would treat a company brand, you've determined what the values are, the objective is, what's the voice. And then you, you do it and you, you translate that. I don't know. It's, uh, it's something where you just take little by little and you, and you bring it to reality. So what does that look like for you with creating quality, quality, content? quality, content. quality <laughs> content, man, tongue twister, quality content. Cause I know you post a lot on LinkedIn and actually a conversation we had uh, a month or two ago. That was what we talked quite a bit about is, Hey, I'm posting things and challenging myself to add value. Mm-hmm. Cause one, I enjoy it, but two, it's helping me flex my creativity role and my job. Totally. So yeah. What does that look like for you? Um, and is there, you know, is there any risk involved? What, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, I was actually turned on to the LinkedIn opportunity by a friend of mine, um, Richard Greer with Rising Sun Developing. He actually was my childhood pastor and youth pastor and college pastor and adult pastor. And so this he, is how you turned out. I, uh, <laughs> thanks, I Richard. Thanks a lot. No, yeah. He, uh, he's been in my life since I was five. So um, obviously trust what he says, but he had recently moved in from the ministry world to... Uh, to, you know, business and had found this, found a lot of insights into this guy's program. And, you know, the, the reality about LinkedIn is there's a, there's about, I don't know, maybe 750 million users. Um, and of those 750 million users, only 4 million of them post more than once uh, a week. So if you post more than once a week, if you were two times a week or three times a week on LinkedIn, you're in the top 0.0001% or something like that of of content creators. And so LinkedIn is trying to really boost their activity. They're trying to be able to run ads and people aren't spending money on ads on LinkedIn because it doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. Well, I think you too, talking about people, that's how you're building your personal brand. Right. So they're really incentivizing people who are creating interesting content and engaging with people. And so it's a little bit of like a gold rush type deal where it's like Facebook and Instagram in the early days where it's just like in TikTok now, kind of like, there's just, it's a lot of organic growth capabilities. So I don't know how long it's going to last. Also, you got to kind of like think about like, what's your goal there? Like, I don't want to be like LinkedIn famous. That's not the goal. The goal is to be able to, you know, and, and going through some of these teachings is, is learning how to add value and connect with people and get into a habit of writing. You know, I, I, you know, I process verbally. Mm-hmm. I can but tell. A, <laughs> but a lot of times, you know, like writing is a great way to like refine um, and you think through, when you have to think through, how do you say it succinctly? How do you get people's attention? How do you get them to stop scrolling to read your stuff? And when people find it really valuable, that's really great. It's super encouraging and makes you feel good and mm-hmm. makes you feel like you've added some, you know, added something to the world. Um, you know, I haven't posted in like three weeks or something like that just because I, I don't really have anything I want to say right now. Um, I need to get back on it, you know, but the reality is I, I've stopped kind of like, if I don't have something to say, I'm not going to say anything really. Um, but if I had something to say, I should, now I should say it. So that's good. But yeah, I think just setting up habits, trying to find, there's all sorts of stuff out there. There's different types of posts that you can, can make it. Say it's LinkedIn. I'm I'm using LinkedIn as an example right now, but I'd like to move into more long form writing of, um, for myself, even if I just never write it about, I just like, would like to write some more Mm -hmm. thoughts out, but, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. No, that, that's good. I mean, again, we're hearing more about your personal creativity, and maybe this will give somebody, you know, a spark or maybe a kick in the pants of I need to get back on my my habit, like you just mentioned, yeah. and creating a system. 
so one thing I had a friend here in town say, uh, and this is their quote, I'm not a coffee guy, but I love good branding. And when I see it, and I think of Manchester coffee, Chase, great job. And that has some of the best. So this was a, a direct ask to you. What did the branding and vision casting process look like for Bolt or not Bolt for Manchester? Yeah. So that was early days. That was like back in 2018. How was that pre-COVID? <laughs> Pre-COVID. Yes. <laughs> back in the old, old world. Um, you know, we had knew we wanted to start a coffee roaster roasting company. My partners and I, um, you know, had seen some things we liked. We'd been inspired by some different brands um, and kind of knew the vibe. But the objective, you know, for the brand was to inspire and to kind of be a little bit on the edge and to have a, a creative positioning. So I worked with some really, a really talented designer in town because at that point it was, we had a really small team. It was just me and my partners and uh, another employee. And uh, none of us were really like gifted designers. So we worked with the guy who's freelance and we helped, we worked together to come up with kind of the brand and what we wanted to stand for. And then, um, you know, we worked to create the in, the in-house experience with the, the neon sign, which is one of my favorite things. Um, and you know, the cups when they have, you know, everything, all the little details I think are really in my, my mind when I, you know, I'm impressed by a brand. It's when the, the thing, the little things are, are really unique. So, you know, and, but then the customers really, really made it what it is and they really latched onto it. And then we continued that brand in our merchandising and our social media presence. So it really gave us the, you know, the trajectory we wanted to go on. Yeah. So you had that process with your team. What is, what is something you personally did to help foster some of that, uh, like the, the vision that you thought, oh, this is where I see this coffee shop going. Like, was there a brand that you saw and thought, hmm, I like what they're doing. How can I modify it? Yeah. I mean, I think in the, it was definitely a collaborative effort. You know, I think, um, sometimes I always say I'm a big fan of good enough. I'm, I tend to be more of an action person and, and once just get it out there and have people interact with it. Let's just, let's put something out there and you tell me how you like it and mm-hmm. then I'll evolve it. You know, like Bolt's a perfect example of that. Like we've had, we've had so many iterations, but for coffee, you know, I was out in San Diego back in 20, early 2018. And saw this coffee shop called James Coffee Company and really liked the branding, although our branding is really different. Um, you know, it was really cool. You walked in, I was really inspired by it. And it just got my wheels turning, thinking about Lexington and thinking about how does that, um, how could this work in Lexington? And then I partnered up with, you know, my you know, Your team. Yeah, my team. And we, you know, everybody breathes. That's what I love about creative collaboration is everybody breathes their their insights and experience into it. And if you have a good team with different skill sets, it really doesn't feel like work. A lot of times it just, you're collaborating and people are bringing to the table what they're really good at. And a lot of times being the guy who has ideas or uh, sees potential in things or vision, a lot of times my, my work is done at the front end because I bring, you know, a lot of times like, you know, could think of something and I bring it to the team and we'd like, okay, let's do this. And then, the work begins for them because I saw something. Um, but, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, the creative process is, like I said, you know, in episode one was I'm always looking for trends or things that are happening or, you know, I'm, I'm interested in that sort of stuff. I like, I'm interested in human behavior and how we interact with our environment around us. Chase, there's a, there's a LinkedIn post you had and I'm, I'm referencing this. So we'd love to hear 
in person, not just reading it from you. But what's the recent value you've been in, and what were what were the the two steps forward, one step back in that that process time period to to get out of said valley? I think it's just a natural ebb and flow of growth. You know, I think if you look at like if we all look at our lives right now, we are unhappy with something about it. We'd like for something to be different. We'd like to have more money or more success or more friends or less weight or more weight or, you know, there's just, we, we all have something we want. And I think when you look back on the long term, like if you look back five years ago, you know, you see how much growth you've made, but in the micro it's, it feels like a dip, like a dip. Um, and growth isn't linear. It's, you know, I wish it was. And a lot of times in my imagination and dreaming, I think it is linear. Like, oh yes. Like the rules of growth are going to defy themselves for me right now. It's going to be all up, (laughs) but that's not the, that's not the way it works. And so I think there's some valleys, you know, you're dealing with relationships, you're dealing with clients and you're dealing with a lot of things that can be subjective or abstract and people have different opinions. And, you know, the biggest thing I think when you're working in, if you're, if you work in the creative field, you know, or in a service service role, like setting expectations is the biggest part of like you can avoid a lot of hardship if you just set expectations well in the beginning the good old ebb and flow of life yeah chase i can totally relate with you there and uh i know what you mean i know what you mean the ups and downs the happies and crappies the valleys all the good stuff well chase thanks for sharing a bit about your personal creativity some of what inspires you i think what i appreciated most is hearing you talk about habits that you read and you write more. And again, that stuff that probably not many people would know or guess, but that's what helps foster, foster your, uh, <laughs> your talent. I bet you write some really funny stuff. <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to break into your diary and see. Yeah, right. Well, guys, thanks for uh, listening into this next bit. So we're halfway done. We got two more that we're going to crank out. And the next one's going to be talking about marketing, specifically in business. And this is where I'm excited because we actually had a handful of Kentucky startup founders reach out and toss some questions my way. Why did I say toss? I don't know. They sent in some questions. Chase, excited for you to answer them. And uh, as always, appreciate y'all. Chase, people can find you at Bolt. Buildwithbolt.com. Buildwithbolt.com. That's what it is. That's the one. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in. And let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.